All right, welcome to issue number three of TLDR. I am your host, uh, Backcracker Dr. Joe. This hunk right over here, my partner in crime, Nick. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. The, qu the real question is, how the hell are you doing after that uh, <laughs> display the other day where you threw your headset? Well, you can see here, uh, I am uh, I am living that simp life and uh, just wearing the single earpiece tonight because uh, in, in a fit of momentary rage during Naptime Warzone, I hum my headset in the next, next week. And uh, yeah, suffice it to say, the new one will be in tomorrow. Okay. Oh, really? That fast? Well, I pay for the, to have it for tonight. Uh, oh. But uh, nuts and bolts, UPS screwed me and uh, delayed me a day, so I've got to use this, uh, this piece of shit. Did you order it on Amazon? So I was going to, but the one I wanted uh, was used. Okay. Uh, and I didn't want the wireless one, so I went to Best Buy, got it there, and uh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I was going to somehow try and find a way to tease that for the use that as a tease for the the uh, book that I'm see, talking about tonight. Life, uh, I can't pick up on that shit. It's okay. It's okay. You'll you'll get you'll get there. I'm, someday. There. I'm learning. I'm learning. I, I'm excited for the book that you have tonight because unlike last week where I'd heard of it before and it was you know, somewhat had an idea what was going on. I have never heard of this book before uh, yeah. from Image Comics, and I can't wait to ask you some questions about it. But first, you want to uh, go over what we've got coming out this week or what it's already come out this week. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so before we get to the releases from Marvel, DC, Image, everybody else, Scott Snyder announced that he has launched a Kickstarter. And this came out, Doc, he announced it on August 17th, okay? He wanted to get 40K to back the project, right? Yeah. How long – now, he has fully funded it already, no surprise. And we're recording this on August, 20, on August 20th. How long do you think it took him to get it fully funded? Oh, uh, no, Scott Snyder. I'm going to ballpark 12 hours. Wow. Uh, yeah, a little less than that. Four hours. That's Jeez. it. <laughs> and at the time that I wrote it down, he was already over 100K. And that was a few oh, hours before the show. So, I mean, he's doing really well. Now, yeah. for those who want to back this on Kickstarter, I've tweeted the, the information or retweeted Scott Snyder's tweet. And of course, if you follow him, you'll see he's talking about it a ton to everybody that will listen. But just so you know, I, I did end up backing it with the $25 option. And that gets you the 72-page collector's edition black and white. But, Doc, it will be coming out on Image. Uh, Image will be producing this at some point in 2021. Now, did you look at any of the info that came with this? Are you interested at all? Uh, it looks awesome. And I haven't backed it yet, but I'll, I'll probably do the same one, the $25 uh, one, because that's soft cover, uh, collector's edition. 72 uh, the next pages. tier. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I think the next tier is $45 uh, bucks. And that one's signed. Uh, but yeah. 25 is right in my wheelhouse, so I will definitely uh, pick that bad boy up. Yeah, the, the sign one was appealing, but the thing is I just like – I have no time for hardcover books. Like, yeah. I think oh, I have yeah. – I think I bought one of the Dark Knights ones, like uh, the trades when that came out a couple years ago uh, just because I wanted to get it so quickly and catch up on that. And I think I have one – a Daredevil one actually that my parents bought me from like original stuff way yeah. back that's really like that's it i don't i don't want to deal with that i didn't like hardcovers too much when it came to books without pictures with pictures <laughs> i'm still not a big fan of it either so just to give you guys now the title is nocturnal i buried that and all of this yeah, uh, the, sure. art, the, the artist is tony daniel now let me read you guys the, the it's explained a lot on their kickstarter page and actually you know what i have that so let me pull it up for, for everybody real quick so you can take a quick peek it'll just take me a second and then i'll read off the general synopsis at least the one that i think sums it up best Oh, whoa, that is the wrong screen. That's not good. Okay, give me a second here, Doc. I apologize. 
Okay, and I'll make a Pornhub joke, but I let it go. Why am I not? Oh, that's where I was in the wrong thing. Okay, here we go. Now we can see it, right? Yeah, that yeah, art we go. awesome. Okay, so so nocturnal, and now here's the, the here's the I think the best summary of it on their Kickstarter page because that's where I ha got this. Nocturnal takes place ten years after the world is plunged into an everlasting night that turns all living creatures into monstrous quote shades close quote the only way to survive is to stay close to artificial light there are rumors of sanctuaries perpetually lit bunkers where the shade transformation can even be reversed but most people assume these are just legends enter Valent valentina val riggs a skilled ferryman who transports people and goods along deadly unlit roads with her heavily illuminated 18-wheeler. You in, Doc? After no, I'm in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. This, I think this is outstanding. The art looks awesome, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for this. Big time. It sounds very video game-ish, right? Like the term shades is, is, has been used in, in video games in the past. And just looking at the art, listening to the synopsis, I mean, it sounds like it'd be a badass video game. And uh, you know, with Scott Snyder attached to it, you're writing it. Uh, there's no doubt it's going to be a banger, and I'm not familiar with the artist, uh, but that was that was tight. That was good looking stuff. He's done, no, he's done some big time stuff. He's done some Batman, Batman, and um, I think he's and I think he did stuff with Snyder in the past too. And this isn't like this is not new. A big time artist going and using Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Uh, who is it that I told you about? Sean Murphy. The plot yep. holes is the one that he has, and he's and he's obviously the artist on that too. And I backed that, and I think I don't think he has another company re like releasing that later on. I think it's just him, just the people who are who are backing him on Indiegogo. I don't. I imagine you can still get in on that, but I got in on it as soon as I saw it come out right away, Doc. And it, that one, we can talk about that maybe another time. But that one's <laughs> a good one. Have you seen any other ones on Kickstarter or Indiegogo? Uh, I well, so I have a book that I um. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick on Kickstarter. It's a book I backed, and I can't wait. I got the first couple of issues um, early. It's called uh, – It's the, it, it, the title sounds weird, but it's called The Space Heist of VYVY, uh, -Y, and it's sort of like a, an outer space. It's, it's a sci-fi uh, buddy cop kind of comic. And I, I picked up the first two books uh, digitally, and then I backed the third one, which – uh, I should have had by now, but unfortunately, coronavirus right kind of kind of pushed that back off a bit. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a fun book uh, that I read, and that one got that one got fully funded. So just you know, I paid a little extra uh, because the uh, the writer and the artists are, are are smaller you know smaller people. So I wanted to support them and nice. really get this thing off the off the ground. And so when we talked about Nocturnal earlier, one of the things I wanted to mention was uh, how great kickstarter and indiegogo uh are for you, there's great books on there uh, yeah. and it's really great helping smaller artists try and get their breakthrough and and get their stuff out there because it's not easy and if you're ever bored one night scrolling through kickstarter or uh, and i have to be better i completely forgot about indiegogo getting on there and just scrolling through you're gonna find some stuff that you probably never would have heard of um and and back it and and you know the price points are are as low as you know five ten bucks that will just get you PDFs if you just want to sort of dip your toe in the water a little bit or you know ten fifteen twenty plus that'll get you you know more stuff with it but they usually 
include autographed copies, stickers, uh, posters, or whatever as, as part of this. And uh, I would highly recommend checking it out because you, you might discover some really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, the one that we showed in the first episode, the one that uh, gave you nightmares, I believe, was The Kill yeah. Colonel from <laughs> Adam Lawson. Right. And, and yeah. he also wrote The Eighth. He had reached out to me when he first wrote that book. And that was his first comic that he did over on Indiegogo. Successful campaign obviously leads to the second one, which – I mean, I'm, I'm two issues into the eighth because I think that only two issues have come out so far. Yeah. The third one, th th I mean, this book looks even better. And that starts on Indiegogo, the campaign, I believe, in October. And yeah. that one, that one's, but yeah, this it's, it's been great, I think, for everybody. And where we want to see, you know, creator-owned stuff, we're, we're big into that. And I think adult readers, as they go along, start to look to these indie publishers or these these things on Indiegogo or Kickstarter because the creators can end the story how they want to and they can take it yeah. in whatever direction they want to. There's no concern of, you know, big corporate taking over things. I think right. that's why Todd McFarlane has never went back to um, DC or, um, or Marvel as an artist because with Spawn, he's been able to do whatever the hell he wants and he can do what and he can continue, yeah. continue to do so. Yeah, and that kind of harkens back to what we talked about last week with with indie books, and uh, we'll, we'll touch upon probably again tonight when when I go ahead and talk about my book. Um, it's just it's great when an artist, you know, a writer, you know, a team can tell the story that they want, how they want to do it, and and Kickstarter and Indiegogo uh, really provide them that opportunity to to do it, and and hopefully mm -hmm. leads to them being able to. Uh, bigger stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, as for the stuff that came out this week, in addition to that news, DC had Nightwing 73 and Dark Knight's Death Metal Guidebook, which is a 46-page thing. I reviewed both of those for Geeks Worldwide. Nightwing uh, has been frustrating for a while because of the whole Rick Grayson thing, yeah. and it's it's been going on for a while, so I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. <laughs> but now they have kind of – Dan Jurgens has turned it in, in the right direction. I, I think a direction they should have taken it a lot sooner. Scott Lobdell, not that great. I thought he was going to do well with Nightwing, but it was it's been it was frustrating with him in charge of the title. I like where it's headed now. I think we're going to see Dick get back to normal at some point. But even if yeah. we don't need to rush the process right now, because he and Joker are like this right now. So oh boy, I yeah, I don't hate that. And then as for the death metal one off, um, I think this is one that's a must read. In this, it, it, at least the first uh, sixteen-page, I think it was story, it gives you a better idea of how things kind of came to be with all the death metal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, this, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah. you got, you got it. I was gonna say death metal seems like one of those things where at this point I'm just gonna wait for the entire trade, you mm -hmm. know, to come out and 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 try and read it that way because to me it's like. It's like what War of the Realms was last mm. summer. So oh. much stuff, right? And if you don't get on from the ground floor, then ugh, forget about it. Did you read that one? I did. Okay, we I you're did. gonna have to do an episode. We're gonna have to talk okay. about that some episode because I didn't read it because of that reason. It felt like okay. it was too much for me. The the Marvel ones seem to be so out of control sometimes, and yeah. I just. I, don't want to get near them more often than not. DC, yes, they're crazy, but it just seems a little bit more contained. So I'm willing yeah. to give those a shot. Yeah, like with DC and, and some of the other things with DC, it was very linear. It was basically the main book, and then you'd have a couple of little one-offs. With, with War of the Realms, you, you could have just read the main uh, War of the Realms story and been fine and gotten a very good, complete, concise story. Um, but 
what they did was they had this series here, and that was five books long. This series here, that was five books long. This one off here, to this book and that, but not to this and that. It was, it was a lot. I had to make a d- decision. Okay, these are the one-offs <laughs> that I'm going to read. These are the ones I'm not, and I'm going to focus mostly on the main story. And it was, I mean, it was an awesome event, but it was, it was a little numbing at times. Did you have um? What's that kind of chart that Charlie Day has with all the yarn from uh, <laughs> drawing everything together? Yeah, yeah. Did you have one of those from yeah, like most? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I feel like that. I, I have no idea what's going on right now with the uh, the Empire uh, stuff that's going on in Marvel right now, but I'm assuming yeah. it's probably more of the same. Yeah, exactly. Because they have yeah. a title for a cap. They have X Men. They yeah. have I, I mean, the the Savage Avengers. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of Marvel, though, Maestro One came out this week, and Star Wars Bounty Hunter Four. That was something the the latter I fell behind on. I think the pandemic kind of screwed things up. Yeah. I want to read that one. I think it's only four issues, so I'm definitely going to be giving that one a look. Maestro. I know we talked Hulk last time too. You giving Maestro yeah. a shot? To be honest with you. Yeah, zero. Yeah, that coming a mile away. Um, IDW, and I, I mentioned this on Change My Mind, but I just did want to mention it here. Transformers versus Terminator Three. I didn't even know this was a thing till this week. You didn't touch this at all, right? I didn't touch this, but it, it's funny because I feel like one of these days I'm gonna pick up one of these books, like whether it's a Transformers versus Terminator, like because you you when these books come out, when you when you're reading previews and you're seeing what's coming out. You look at it and go, oh, and you you, you you pass it by. But every now and then, they're not half bad. And sometimes you get something that's really, really good. So I imagine one of these days, I'll pick up one of these random, you know, Power Rangers meets, you know, I think they've got a Power Rangers My Little Ponies or some shit like that. But like <laughs> some random mashup. I'll just say, screw it, grab it, read it, and hopefully be pleasantly surprised. Power Rangers TMNT. That one was a good one. I that enjoyed one, that. That one I got to read. I would love to go back and read that one. Maybe I'll do try and do that before you go and read it. I don't know if the trade's out for that one yet. Maybe, maybe hear me out. You find a ridiculous one. And I know another ridiculous one that's out there <laughs> is Predator versus Archie. And I think yeah. I, I got to try and find, find that somewhere. Maybe we can oh, talk we about that. We got to make that episode. Definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but whatever. Now, Once in Future 10 came out this week. Have you read it? I haven't read it because, again, you know, my, oh. my comic show is closed, right? So uh, I Keep think what that. I'm going to do is uh, my, my stack is deep enough now, so I'll probably call them tomorrow uh, when they're in for limited hours because, again, they're doing this big renovation. So I'll, I'm going to try and, and set up a uh, – maybe I can set up a pickup for, uh, you know, early next week and catch up on my books. Okay. Now, of course, that's from Boom Studios. And then Power yep. Rangers Draken New Dawn issue one uh, came out. I have not read it yet. It is. It has been added to my pull list because this whole new event going on with the Power Rangers. If yep. Draken's involved, I am absolutely, and especially and if Ranger, Ranger Slayer is going to be involved too, both of them are awesome characters. And uh, I am very excited for this. We, we may need to talk about Shattered Grid at some point. You haven't read that yet, right? I haven't read it yet, but uh, you recommended it a while ago. So I've got it, I've got it queued up, and uh, I'm going to have to give her the old college try, I think. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, it's good. Dude, it's an, it's an easy read. I, I very much enjoy that and recommend. I recommend that one to anybody, but we can dig into that another time. I think now is the time, Doc, to talk about what the title that you have planned from Image Comics. Image Comics, yes. So... When I got back into, you know, comics, more than just picking up graphic novels, really getting back into the single issue stuff. Daredevil was one of the first books 
that I really sunk my teeth into. Uh, and then this next one. So if Daredevil was 1A, this book is 1B. And this is uh, Scotty Young's uh, Middle West. Okay. And I absolutely love this book. It just recently ended, 17 issues. Uh, I didn't realize it was ending at 17 issues um, at the time, but. Um, oh, that's was, a kick in the nuts. Yeah, well, you know, a bit, but, you know, I was, it was very bittersweet reading that last issue. Uh, but this is one of those books where I went into my shop to pick up my stack. And as I always do on a Wednesday, as we all do on a Wednesday, you, you know, it's waiting for you, but you check and see, you know, what, you know, what else came out that day. And I didn't, I didn't even look at this book. I, oh. I, I went in, perused, I went to go pay for my stack and, and, and my, my guy, Dave over at, uh, hub comics said, I think you should check this book out. You know, and he was a big Scotty Young guy. Um, I think he he loved um, um, I Hate Fairyland, uh, which is another book by by Scotty Young. Scotty Young's a great writer. He's got a very that that I Hate Fairyland, which I haven't read, but I've I've kind of you know just poked through a little bit. A uh, very twisted sense of humor, and uh, he said, "I think you're going to love this book." And 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 not just for the story, but he primarily pointed to the art. So as you can you can see there. Um, on the cover of that book there, the artist is Jorge Corona. And uh, the art blew me away. He sort of described the synopsis to me, but as I'm flipping through, I just couldn't let go of the art. <laughs> and um, it's just, it, it, I said, yeah, give it to me. I'll take it right now. And, and I think actually at the time he recommended it, there was three books. So I grabbed all three and, and, and flew through it and, and then said immediately, next day, called him up and said, put on my pull list and uh, have enjoyed it uh, immensely, you know, ever since. And, and so because I'm on this sort of delayed reading thing, um, you know, I, I had a couple of them pile up. So I, I, I read it kind of late and, and like I said, it was bittersweet because it was the, it was the, the last issue. And I I've been reading it. So, cause they took a couple of breaks, you know, over the past, over the past two years. Oh, but, um and, and and you can find it is out in a couple of trades, but I, I really I really love this book. So you know, what it's about is it's about a, a kid named Abel whose mother had left and he's living with his old man. And uh pardon my French, but his old man's a prick. Oh. And it's one of those things where well <laughs> where you know, everything Abel does is not good enough, and he's always angry. There's there's a lot of anger there, there's there's temper there, and it's set in a fantasy world. It's so it, it, oh, it is okay. a fantasy book. I probably should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, it's, it's sort of like any other, you know, tale where, you know, the father son, like you talked about last week, right. In excellence, right. There's a father son dynamic there and, and they don't like each other. They don't get along. I shouldn't say they don't like each other. They don't get along. And, and, and what happens in the first book is, is the son, you know, Abel lets down his dad and his dad gets so mad that what what's discovered is the, 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 there's this hidden rage, this hidden monster inside the father that, that takes the presence of uh, a storm, right? The father is literally this giant tornado and just, you know, just creating havoc and, and dysfunction. And, and it scares the shit out of Abel, but he finds out that he has that same demon inside him. And, and he's got this weird sort of spiral symbol on his chest. And so he just, him and his, his little fox buddy, 
boom, they take off, they run away and, and they start their journey. Um, mostly just to get away, you know, but to figure mm -hmm. out what the hell is going on and what this is all about. And so it's a, it's a book about uh, a journey. It's a, it's a book about self-discovery. It, it, it's a, it, it's a book about, you know, freedom in a sense, right? Cause he's trying to, trying to rid himself of this. And so along the way he, you know, he encounters as all good fantasy books do a wizard, right. Or a mage. And, <laughs> of course. Uh, What's a fantasy and, book without a wizard. Right. And so, you know, uh, this guy tries to help him, uh, but they don't really, they don't really buy what he's selling. So I can they, see they you want to spoil things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's so, you know, so along the way they keep, you know, finding these characters that are trying to help them, but at the same time, they're scared, uh, you know, of, of, of what he's scared of what he is. So he's constantly running and, and he finds out along the way he, he along his travels, he, he goes on a journey, finds his grandfather. And at first his grandfather seems like a really nice guy. And then boom, he's just like his old man. And so there's this family of just has this, hate and rage and and this you know, they turn into these destructive forces and so i don't want to go into any you know more detail but the, the the journey from point a to point b the redemption that is discovered along the way the mm -hmm. uh the it's just it's just a beautifully told story it's it's a visually beautiful story okay and um it I, I can't recommend this book enough. I've talked about this book on Twitter. I've mentioned it to anybody that's willing to listen for well over a year now. Whenever I talk about a, a top five books I'm reading right now, it, it's always on there. So Really? Always. Okay. Yep. So I have Thank I have you. two big questions out of this. So I've yep. read some of Scotty Young's stuff before. Uh, yep. He did a lot of Rocket Raccoon yep. stuff for, for Marvel, and I loved it. I loved it. So, I mean, his, his artwork is definitely a little different, but his yep. story, his handling of that character is hysterical. I mean, I, and I just love Rocket in general. Yep. So with him, though, I know he can sometimes get a little – now, I know it's Marvel, so it's, that's part of the issue, but he can get a little kidsy. And yeah. it may not speak as well to an adult. Did you find that happened a lot with Middle West? And if it did, did it bug you? Not at all. And so uh, with his, uh, with the, I mentioned it before, uh, um, I think I Hate Fairyland. That one looks very kidsy, right? Mm -hmm. And just kind of flipping through it, it's got a kind of kidsy feel. But um, from what uh, I was told, it's got a very dark humor to it. Uh, this book, because uh, it wasn't drawn by Scotty Young, it was drawn by uh, Jorge Corona. Um, not not kidsy at all. It's got a great cartoonish look to it, as you saw, um, you know, in the picture you posted. Here's a cover. Here's issue number one. So that's that that storm I was sort of talking about, and mm. the sort of metaphor of that inner demon, right? Um, so I didn't get that feel with this at all. I mean, it was it was comic booky, it was cartoony, but uh the artwork was I, I can't i can't you know fawn over the art enough in this mm -hmm. now the other thing too that i mean is the obvious question when you say it's already over 17 issues yeah. and you loved it this much do yeah. you think it should have ended it should have kept going well the feeling i was getting was what you get with a lot of indie books especially you know popular ones um is that Okay, I had a feeling that we're ending the we're, we're nearing the end of the first arc, and then I wonder what the next arc will be. And so, when you with it only being seventeen issues by by book 12, 13, 14, you kind of see 
everything coming to a head. And while I would have loved for the story to continue, you know, as we talked about last week and earlier on the show, um, what's, what's great about indie books is they have the ability to tell the story they want to tell for as short or as long as they want. And I think where they ended it, uh, was perfect. It was, you know, it was, it was, you know, maybe they could have dragged it on a couple more issues, but I, I'm. So there's uh, no fat on this either. When you look back at this, there's no fat on this story. No, 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 there's no fluff. I mean, I think with, with, with any book, you know, that's, you know, longer than say 10, you know, 10 episodes long or 10 issues long, I should say. Uh, there might be like some parts where you say, okay, uh, let's move a little faster here, but there's no fluff. There's no real um, like flatlining of it. Um, uh, to me, they, they ended it at, at a very satisfying spot. Okay. Well, because like what I, what I mean by that is like, we've, I think we may have even talked about it in issue two uh, of the show where with Marvel and with DC, they'll spend a page bringing you back in to what just happened, kind of summarizing oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I cannot stand that shit because it's like, okay, either one of two things. One, we've been with you the whole time. We don't need a summary. As much as it's been a month, we can just go back and look at it. Or yeah. two, if I'm new, I'm probably not going to start over here, or get involved here and get hooked here. Yeah. I'll go back and look at the other stuff because I don't know what's going on because you don't give enough of a summary to know really what the hell just right. happened last issue. You just tell us who you are. You know, I, it happens with Red Hood and it's happened more now than I feel like ever. You know, I'm Red Hood. She's Artemis. He's Bizarro. You know, we're the outlaws. Oh, no shit. I didn't know that was on the cover. <laughs> Come on. And at any time, like, I, I don't mind a little bit of a summary if it flows within the story and the dialogue. I don't want it in a narr- narration box. Get out of my face with that shit. Have it be part of the story. If you're telling somebody else, that's cool. But if you really want my respect as a writer, don't like, don't spend more than like two lines on on summarizing the book because of the, the previous issue. Because then you're telling me, I know you're smart. And guess what? I like being told I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Uh, from what I recall, none of that in this book. You know, it's just Good. each each issue just picks up right where the la- last one ended, and it's constantly moving forward, and and the characters are, are are deep and and mostly all flawed, right? So good. there isn't a good yeah, there isn't a good like there isn't that Superman character where there's no issues and they're there to save the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all flawed. They all have, I wouldn't say agendas, but they, they have their, uh, they have their thing that they do. Motivation. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And so one second, Swaggins is making an appearance. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Can you say goodnight to the fine people? (laughs) I love you, kiddo. (laughs) You have a good night's sleep, kiddo. Dog swaggins, dog swag, baby. Um, no, there's 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 not a and and what's great uh, is that at the end of the book, one of the characters um, tries to uh, make things right, and 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 Abel just says, "Yeah, okay, but adios, right?" And hmm. so um, there's it's it's very real. The emotions in this are real, and there's no there's no fluff, there's no recapping, there's no. It's just point A, point B. Here's the journey in between, and uh, it's it's a really good fantasy um, fantasy book. Okay, 
I'm yeah. interested in this. I knew nothing about it beforehand. I feel like I'd seen the artwork before, but yeah. you've definitely sold me on it a little bit. So well done. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, I might give this one a chance a little bit later. Um, one thing, just going back to what I had mentioned about the the summary stuff that would bug me, I felt like DC Black Label didn't do that, and maybe at least with the Constantine stuff, which reminded me, the John Constantine Simon Spurrier run that's going on right now is going to yeah. end at twelve issues. Oh. Just so everybody knows. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess it wasn't a matter of cancellation. That's what Spurrier said on Twitter. It's not a matter of cancellation. It's a matter of uh, it wasn't renewed. Okay, fine, whatever that means. Um, I mean, I, I get what it means. But anyways, yeah. like it, with all the DC stuff, who knows what's been going on lately. Right. So, um, oh, you got a command from uh, from Mac. He wants more swagons. But just want to make <laughs> sure everybody knew that. Go. Um, yeah. Oh, look at this. DJ picked up uh, Hellblazer, City of Demons. I am so glad that you liked it. I, I recommend that book to everybody, especially if you like horror stuff. It's, it's a must read. And Doc, you've read it too, right? I, well, I haven't finished yet. I'm reading it right now, and and I absolutely love it. Um, it's 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 just great. I love the concept, especially in in those first couple of books. Uh, just what he's going through, and and the story is. I have I, I had never read Constantine before, um, and you, I mean you can definitely you can definitely tell it's a Sean Murphy book, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, man, it's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, speaking of Constantine too, the guy that I'm talking about tonight, or the book that I'm talking about, was also uh, Constantine. Also, man, I had such a good transition, and I somehow <laughs> butchered that. So pissed. All right, I'm talking about Garth Ennis's The Boys tonight. I've been teasing it. I've been laying it on pretty thickly. Now, he has written. He he wrote Hellblazer in the past. He wrote uh, Punisher in the past as well. I think everybody knows Preacher, which was a, an AMC show. Which I have not watched that show. I will watch that. Is that on Hulu? I think it's Ooh, on Hulu. Good question. I don't I think it's on Amazon. I don't have I don't have Hulu. But he also you um he's written some other stuff. And we'll get to more of that later because I know you had a question for me that you wanted to ask. But the boys, everybody's where most people I feel like that enjoy this stuff have watched the show on Amazon Prime. I had not watched it till th I started this past weekend, finished it leading up to the show because I wanted to be able to compare at least the first. 10 or so issues to this, see where the differences are, see where the similarities are. Because I, I would imagine with Garth Ennis, he's going to be a little laid back. I know that Neil Gaiman can be laid back about his stuff. And let me tell you, Doc, they were, he was definitely, he, he let them do what they want. Um, the Amazon prime people, because there are definitely differences between the two. Uh, the premise is pretty similar. And I don't want to sell Derek Robertson short either. He was the, the artist, uh, the original artist on the series with Garth Ennis. But the premise, by and large, is the same thing. Oh, look who's in the chat now. Look at that, baby. Dork's here. Yes, I know Preacher was on AMC, Keith, but I'm trying to find out where was it, um, where is it now for streaming. So anyways, back to what I was saying about the boys. There, you're dealing with the same five characters that you see in the show, the five main characters in terms of uh, who the actual boys are, not Starlight. It's a little bit different. And I got the um, one of the omnibuses. There are six, I believe. Yeah, one of six. And of course, you can see the five boys characters on here. Um, there are some differences, though. And I think, and I don't want to get into too many exact specifics that I think will impact people um, in terms of they, you know, if they go back and read this. But I think like one thing that's pretty big is the nature of how the boys have kind of come together. Um, Huey's stuff. I don't want to get into his necessarily because there are similar, there's a lot of similarities with that. But when you look at mother's milk, when you look at Frenchie and you look at the female, they, like we get this impression 
during the show that they haven't really fought soups a lot. They haven't killed many of them necessarily. This is kind of uncharted territory, scary territory for them. And that's not really the case in uh, in the book. There's more experience. They're much more experienced than what we're led to believe, um, or at least what, what, uh, what goes on in the show. Another thing, Butcher, now don't get me wrong, I like, oh my god, I keep forgetting his name. Is Amir's the, the character, the, uh, oh my god, it's the same actor as Amir. What is his name? It's, uh, it's um, oh, oh, you, uh, Look it up for me, Doc, and, and, and interrupt me once you find it. No, it's but, the Australian guy. It's the Australian yes, I know. Guy. I know. Look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. Look, find, find that for me. He, um, we get this character who, you know, he's seen some shit. He's been through a lot of things, but he's kind of all over the place with Butcher. And I like Kyle it. Urban. Kyle Urban. Thank you. God, I keep forgetting it, and I don't know why. And he's also Scourge in um, Ragnarok. Yeah. So, anyways, Carl Urban's interpretation of Butcher is all over the place. Which, oh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. Now we're getting, now we're getting some help. Thank you, DJ. Appreciate Kyle it. Um, so there we go. Uh, the preacher, preacher is on Hulu. Anyways, back to what I was saying. He's not organized. He's flying by the seat of his pants. Whereas in the comic, he's very calculated. He's very experienced. The boys have dealt with them before. And in this series, they're going, you know, in the show, they're going right after him. They're dealing with the boys right away. Uh-uh, that's not what happens in the books. And from you know early on, they build a much more expansive universe. And we're dealing with other characters before they have to go and see Starlight and, and the other members of the Seven, which I like. Um, I, I think it's great what they're doing with the show. Don't get me wrong. But... I like the book more. I know, you know, Max in the chat right now, he's going to think that sounds douche or whatever, but it is, it is a different experience. I think they're both awesome, but I would have loved to see what they're doing in the book on the show because I feel like it could last longer. I feel like you, there's a lot more to kind of dig in and hash out. Um, there are certain characters that I want to see start to incorporate, but I think we've seen with the, the season two trailer that we'll get, we're getting a new character, but we're not, there's one character that I wanted to see that I've, you see early on that we're not going to get. Um, but it's, but it's good. I mean, I, I really enjoyed, I'm trying to think of some of the other differences that I didn't mind. Oh, you know what? The other thing was, there's a lot of violence, obviously in the show and yeah. there's a lot of violence in the book, but there's a little more, uh, it's, a, it gets a little bit more, um, sexually like, um, risque. I guess it's a little more risque in that sense in the book. Yes. There's a lot, a lot of sacks in that book. Now, obviously we see some women topless oh, throughout the course thankful. of the show, but there's some there's some other stuff that goes on in the book and it's pretty pretty it's pretty graphic I would say. Well, you had me at sex, so uh, <laughs> so uh, I haven't read the book. I watched the show, you know, when it came out, and I gave myself a little refresher, you know, before we got on, you know, on air tonight. Uh, so, having read both the book and the movie, would you recommend that someone read the book before uh, the movie, the show? Would you recommend that someone read the book before they watch the show or, you know, can you enjoy them sort of independently of each other? I think you can enjoy them independently of each other. I th I'm glad that I read it beforehand because I think there's, I think it's easier to read something and then go and watch it as opposed to do it in reverse. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Maybe it ruins the show for you. I, I don't know, but I think that I think they're two different experiences and maybe it won't matter. Because like when you think of Harry Potter, you think of Lord of the Rings, there are 
you know, I only read through the first five Harry Potter books. I didn't read the last two, or <laughs> was the last one. I forget. I don't give a shit. Anyways, Lord of the Rings only three. So exactly, yeah. Lord of the Rings only has three. But with Lord of the Rings, for example, we don't see they don't go to see Shelob till I think the third book, and right. then there's a whole thing with Mary going to the Black Gate in the movie, and then if I remember correctly, he doesn't in the book. So there's right. all the and, and if I've spoiled it for you, I'm sorry. They've been around forever. <laughs> but with the boys, there are just like there are similarities that are important. Um, like for example, something that start an experience that Starlight goes through that's pretty like holy shit um, early on in the series that happens, but there are differences with what transpires in the book. So I'm not gonna I don't want to spoil it too much, but they, I know I'm getting kind of specific. But where you know Mac asks is the show um more like the, the show seems to be more driven by emotion and uh, reactive than rather than proactive. I think that that is um. I think that's a, actually a, a, di a pretty big difference when you look at the grand scheme of things. With the show, with I'm sorry, with the book, they're seeking stuff out. They're calculated, and and they don't just go. Um, well, again, they're they're kind of chaos. Like again, they're reactive. With the book, they're seeking out certain individuals and trying to figure out who are the problem heroes and who they can kind of pick off. And it it gets it gets messy. And oh, uh, this is a good point too from Freddie. Pre cancel culture. So there's definitely yeah. some. That's where there's some 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 crazy stuff that goes on in there so, so jumping on messy is the dolphin scene in the book or is that just a tv show uh uh it is not it is not early on in it they like they're they're you we see stuff with the seven but yeah. we don't see nearly as much as we do in the show there's a lot gotcha. more of them gotcha so yeah. the next the next thing I, i'd ask is is uh as far as i know there's been two garth ennis's uh ennis properties that have been put on tv the preacher and now the boys and mm -hmm. i got through most of season one of preacher i love the books you know rip through the books it's twisted i mean that's to know garth ennis is to know he is effing twisted yes and and with preacher obviously you can't even on amc you can't do you know half of what they do in the books on the show and for me it they they miss messed around with it enough where I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. So, knowing about other NS books, is there an NS property that you would like to see also made into a show, like Punisher or? Well, yeah, going away from um, you know the DC Marvel stuff, one that jumps out to me right away is, and I and I need to read more of it, is The Darkness which was Mark, it was him and Mark Silvestri. And there was a third person who was involved in the creation of that character. And I cannot bowl. I think anyways, I, I'm drawing a blank on who it was. That was the third person, but that one, I really enjoyed the, I got the classics trade of that. I think over in my, um, my bookcase over there and there's more to it. It was supposed to be revived that, that, that character, or at least rebooted by image. I think earlier this year, I don't know what happened with that, but I think the, the character's name is Jackie Estacado. He, he has the powers of, um, I mean, darkness, he, his whole, he can't become the hero or the villain that he's supposed to be um, during the day. He can only do it at night. He's supposed to be evil, but he kind of uses powers for good in a way, but he's still kind of an a-hole affiliated with the mob, all that stuff. I think there's something there. I don't know if you can use the same outfit that we see in the books. I don't know if that would translate well, right. but that's what I'd like to read more about. And I'd like to see somehow translate to a show or whatever. If, you know, Netflix, maybe go check that out and see if there's anything worth, uh, if that's something worth looking into. Yeah. That's the, that's the first one. And then Sarah, which I told you that I got, um, from, it's a TKO, um, 
it's a TKO Studios uh, book, which it's fairly new. That company is fairly new, and I'm excited to look into more stuff because if Garth Ennis is going to go doing some, go do something with them, then yeah. I think it's it's worth looking into Definitely. that company to see what's going on there. So. Sarah's one I haven't read yet, but I got to imagine if he wrote it, it's going to be good. And then it's like, I think it's a World War II thing set in Russia, uh, mm. female soldier, something along yep. those lines. So I got to imagine you can turn that into a, a show or maybe a oh, movie. Easily. I yeah. mean, Netflix is great. They're picking up so many indie properties. Uh, you know, so it sounds like something they would pick up. Have you read uh, any of Ennis's recent uh, Punisher run? I have I not. Punisher, no. Punisher Soviet. So I just grabbed the first book. Uh, I mean, I didn't just grab it. I, I picked it up a while ago, read it. I enjoyed it enough, uh, but it was one of those things where it just it slipped. So I'm hoping that by now it's got to be several, several issues deep that they've got to trade. So I, that's something I might look into because I never read any of Garth Ennis's original uh, Punisher run, but I've heard it's fantastic. So that is something I, I, I would love to go back and dive into. But just from what I read issue one of uh, Punisher Soviet, uh, there was a great he, he started to build a great story there so that might be something that um, I'll try and get back into and, and and maybe discuss yeah Garth Ennis anything he writes is pretty much yeah. must read stuff I think yeah. especially especially I think when he deviates away from um, Marvel DC because then he, yeah. he can kind of do his He's own not thing bound by the constraints right exactly by the way you yeah. got a quick note here from uh, big bruh chirping <laughs> you for your headphones yeah. Well, you know what? You know, simp life, right? It's my fault for humming my headphones. But next week, let me tell. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be big dicking it with the headphones I got next week. Let me tell you. And that's a good thing too, because we do have a little bit of show news now. When we first started this, we wanted to just do the Twitch stream and the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse Facebook page broadcast. But you've heard from enough people. We had Keith was DMing us before the show that uh, you know asking, do we have this in an audio version? We talked about it beforehand, and we knew that we could go and move it to the Change My Mind stream if we want to keep it simple for both of us. And enough people have asked. I think it's time we do that, don't you think? I, I well, The people want it. We got to give the people what they want, right? Yeah. So we can guarantee that this will be up. Uh, the first three episodes will be up next week, as will the fourth for sure. Um, I just got to get the stuff from Wes to be able to put it on there. So yeah, so those first four will be on audio and then we'll continue to do it like this on the stream yep. um, and then kind of move forward with that. Yeah, so you know, going out for a run, listen to us two dickheads, right? You're yeah. sitting in the car, driving to work, mm -hmm. you know, uh, may maybe you're listening to us a week late and you're heading to the comic shop on Wednesday. I got to go pick up those books. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, that's yeah, that's the excited. whole Yep. And, and Keith raises a point too in the chat too about Ennis hating superheroes. He does, and that's why yeah. and that's why Constantine and Punisher are great for him. And then and that's why I want to see him generally speaking away from, um, like overdoing his own individual stuff, creator own stuff because yeah. it's usually better. But and I think we talked about this in week one, like the great thing why why I gravitated more towards indie books, um, is because there is a superhero uh, burnout that happens, and. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we get it in, in the books, we get it in TV, and, and I, I mean, I love the MCU. That That is the, the cream of the crop, but there, there's a burnout. And so, you know, with indie books, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, all that stuff, it, it gives us something new, something fresh, something different to read, which is great. But with, but with like, coming from the same mind of the people that, like superheroes, appreciate them, grew up on them, whatever, all, yeah. all along those lines. So they're going to bring in elements of those stories where it's still fun. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I like 
the old action movies. Like uh, Mac and Goo were talking about Die Hard, right? I still yeah. like those that movie, but just those action movies, you know, you just start making those again now. I, I, get, I know we get some of it, but I need a little more substance. And with these yeah. books, you get that. And then for like movie theater or um, movie studios and whatever, Netflix, it's perfect. So there you go. And, 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 uh, and lastly, to, to, to hop on that real quick is, uh, and, and maybe this is a tease for a future episode, but Jeff Lemire, another great writer. Uh, he, he, I don't know if you ever read anything, uh, any of the Black Hammer series. Uh, I did not. But that's superhero, but it's it's sort of like dysfunctional Avengers almost. And uh, oh. uh, you want to talk about flawed characters, flawed superheroes. Uh, Jeff Lemire really writes people well. He, he writes uh, – I've mentioned him a few times. Uh, and so that might be something I talk about at, at a future day because that's, mm-hmm. that's a great series. Okay. You got anything yeah. else before we get rolling? Uh, no, that, uh, so, uh, yep. So right after this, uh, I will be twitching. That's there right. There we go. There we go. So, uh, I'm going to play some, uh, war zone trios, uh, with my man, Frank and, uh, Corey Maggetti. And then, um, at some point right around midnight, PGA 2k 21 drops. So I will, uh, with a few other buddies, uh, we're going to, we're going to rip some golf and put you guys all to bed very peacefully. That's a good way. It's a good way to round out tonight. I'll have to make sure that I catch the stream as that's going on. Um, You guys can, of course, find everything else with hashtag dork, Mac and Goo, Change My Mind, Pop Culture Piledriver, all over on the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse Facebook page. And then, of course, Shime's twitching out there, sometimes Mac and Davies, you know, all you guys. So much stuff. And, you know, I I love it. It's freaking outstanding. Um, So until next week, Doc, stay sexy. You know.